Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, celebrating over 70 years of service to financial advisors, their clients, and institutions worldwide. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. For the second day in a row, a big merger leads the business news. That is usually a promising economic sign. Also today, an Olympic story that's more red ink than gold, silver, or bronze. And the economics of style. It's Fashion Week in New York City. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by the new Harvard Business Review, a source of smart thinking for today's business world. The revival of smart begins at hbr.org. And by Thomson Reuters, a source of intelligent information to businesses and professionals around the world. Thomson Reuters, knowledge to act. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Wednesday, the 17th of February today, and it's good to have you here. Consider for a moment the old-time corner drugstore. Now, put that image completely out of your head, because in most parts of the country, drugstores are that drugstores, plus a supermarket and a card shop and maybe a variety store thrown in for good measure. Today, Walgreens, the biggest drugstore chain out there by number of stores, said it's buying Dwayne Reed. That's a local chain that completely dominates the New York City market. Marketplace's Lisa Roth reports now on how those stores make money when there are just so many of them. I'm standing in front of our bureau in Manhattan, and I'm counting drugstores. There's one a block to the east of me. There's another one a block to the west. There's one three blocks downtown, and then another one on the next corner. Jeff Jonas follows drugstores at Gabellion Company an asset management firm. He says New York needs them. Because we have so many fewer grocery stores and other big box retailers, a lot of New Yorkers buy the majority of their goods at a drugstore. And people in urban areas tend to shop close to home because who wants to push their way onto the subway with 25 rolls of paper towels? Dwayne Reed is one of the biggest players in the New York metro area. It has more than 250 stores here. Walgreens only has 70. So this acquisition is an easy way for Walgreens to break into the New York market and to take advantage of what Jonas calls Dwayne Reed's expertise in urban retailing. The chain has the highest sales per square foot in the country. But there's no secret to the way Dwayne Reed makes money. John Long is a retail strategist at Kurt Salmon Associates. He says like all drugstores, Dwayne Reed catches customers when they come in for prescriptions. They get a tremendous amount of add-ons as people head back to the pharmaceutical counter to pick up their prescriptions or drop, drop one off. They are passing by a whole host of other products that are offered. And he says it doesn't matter if there's a store on every corner. All the drugstore companies have been trying to build their inventories locally, which means that store over on Lex probably has something different than the one on 2nd. In New York, I'm Elisa Roth for Marketplace. All right, so if you want tighter rules for the financial industry, that's all well and good. But J.P. Morgan Chase said today that's going to bring a much higher cost of doing business, and it is not going to be the one that's paying. Here's our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon. Right now, J.P. Morgan says the industry aims to make shareholders a return of better than 13 percent, but if every regulatory reform now proposed were implemented, the bank says it would cut that by more than half. Peter Cohen heads a management consulting and venture capital firm. He says J.P. Morgan and the rest of the financial industry need to accept it's a new world. If you look at the industry over the last five years, the average return is 10 percent. J.P. Morgan's average return over the last five years was 8 percent. 
I think that it really depends on the individual firm, but I think 8% is a fair return for J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan is warning the cost of banking services could jump by 33%, but Cohen says that's aimed at riling up customers and heading off regulators. They're obviously trying to keep from having to pay out any more money that wouldn't go into their pockets as a bonus. So naturally, they want to either stop it altogether or, if it does have to happen, get their customers to pay for it. Heaven forbid that they should pay the price for all the pain they cause the rest of society. Cohen says those bonuses amount to nearly half J.P. Morgan's revenue, and paying out less could help defray a lot of the cost. But the bank's report argues it wouldn't come close. Jason Paez is an investment banker at New York-based Bellstone Capital. He says free market competition should force these banks to share in the higher cost of regulation. I think we've paid a price, and the direct cost, if we allow a repeat of 2008 to occur, is vastly dwarfing anything that we're talking about in the context of this particular J.P. Morgan report.